I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is episode 56 on the Merry Biz podcast with Shireen Blom. Welcome to Merry Biz. Get inspired to live your best life and learn what it takes to create an epic business from the world's most amazing entrepreneurs. We're your hosts, Emma and Carla Pappas. Let's get our merry biz on. Today's guest is a passionate life coach and meditation teacher specializing in mindfulness-based cognitive therapy, which helps achieve calmness, clarity, and confidence by managing and dissolving stressful thoughts and emotions. Sounds good, right? Well, we are super excited to get into it and welcome Shireen Blom to Mary Biz. Yay! Welcome. Hello, how are you? We're so good. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Excited to be with you guys today. Well, Well, thank you for being here. Yeah, and we are super excited for you being on the show. And of course, the first question we ask is, what has been on your agenda today? Well, I've had a fantastic day today because I've actually spent the morning writing and that's just my bliss. (laughs) Absolute bliss. What are you writing? Um, I'm working on um, a new publication, which is really great. I've actually been working on it for the last kind of four or five years, Um, but it's really coming to fruition and um, kind of just past that 30,000 word mark. So it's really starting to look like something. So, and it's basically kind of all about my coaching model and, Mm -hmm. and happiness. And so I'm really excited to, uh, to get it out there. Wow, that is so super exciting and definitely it's amazing when you can focus on a project during the day. It always feels like such an amazing way to spend your day, I think. Fantastic, yeah. Shireen, I read a little bit about your journey and I find it, I found it really interesting. So I would love you to take us back 10 years or so where it all began (laughs) for you and how you actually got into doing what it is that you do. Oh, wow. Okay. Big question. Um, I'll go quickly. Well, (laughs) (laughs) 10 years ago, I found myself completely overwhelmed, just really unhappy, really depressed to the point where I just didn't want to get out of bed anymore. I'd be driving around and then just spontaneously crying and Mm. just really unhappy and just felt myself just completely lost and disconnected for, you know, kind of forgot that enthusiasm and passion that I had for life and kind of just went, you know, just kind of had to stop and say, hold on a minute, what's going on here? And um, I was in a bit of a difficult relationship at the time and was kind of umming and oing. And I just kind of woke up one night and I think I was just carried actually. (laughs) When I look back, it felt like two angels were on my shoulders and they were just carrying me. And I just decided that's it. I'm 
leaving my relationship and I'm renovating my life and I'm wiping the slate clean, <laughs> as clean as it can be, and starting again. And um, probably six months into the first six months were really healing. It just kind of, you know, universe bringing me to my knees um, and uh, just really clearing and cleansing and just healing myself, just getting to know myself again. I did have my two little kids with me and kind of just refinding ourselves um, in our new family unit. And uh, and then probably uh, six to eight months into my journey, I was like, you know what? I want to go back to what I was passionate about. And I'd studied psychology in uni and always wanted to get back to it. And then I discovered life coaching and that just lit up my soul. I thought that's, that's it. That's where I want to go. And studied that, started my business straight away, went straight into it. And here we are almost 10 years later. Wow. Such an amazing story. And so super brave as well. Like just kind of, I mean, I've known so many people that have been in relationships that do not serve them and they find it really hard to break out of them. So it's quite inspiring to hear that story. So thank you for sharing with us. Thank you. So now I want to get into a bit about this mindfulness-based cognitive therapy that mm-hmm. is definitely a mouthful. <laughs> when I was introducing you, I was like, I have to say this really carefully. Yeah, I was like, I was saying that, not me, because I'd be like, ooh. But, like, I've never heard of this, so tell yeah. us more about it. Well, I, I love it. And for me, it just kind of summarizes and integrates the different models that I work within. Um, I've studied, as, as I said before, psychology, neuro-linguistic programming, mm-hmm. cognitive behavioral therapy, mindfulness. And, and basically, that's really, for me, the model that's most effective when we're talking about cognitive transformation and just really transforming transform- Forming and connecting our mind, body, and soul. So basically, it takes into account cognitive ba- uh, con- cognitive um, therapy, um, cognitive cognitive behavioral therapy, and brings together mindfulness techniques to really help you integrate those changes. So basically, in a nutshell, it's about how do we change our thoughts, reframe our thoughts, mm-hmm. shift our focus, and then how do we train our brain to develop those new neurological pathways to holding that space? So it brings in some really exciting neuro, like new neuroscience and understanding of, you know, anybody can really be whoever they want, which mm. is, you know, what we've been studying since the 80s and in life coaching, really, of that model of designing excellence and becoming excellent. And it really kind of gives us a model to know, well, yeah, I can do this. I just need to know how to access those parts in my brain. Wow, that's so cool. <laughs> I mean, like all of it's like, oh, what, what does that word mean? But So it's about like, um, like changing thought patterns and how we kind of like perceive things and how we act to create and to become the people we want to be. Yeah, exactly. And, and just like at the heart of it, really, who we are is our thoughts and our yeah. belief systems and what's going through our head, the story in our head and that narration that's kind of ruling us. And it's like, is that narration working for us or is it holding us back? Yeah. yeah. So, wow. And because 
it is real like it can be hard to change a thought pattern so that's yeah. how you help people do that and you do that through mindfulness and meditation so you add that in to it yeah, absolutely. Because basically what we want to do now is we want to kind of change those neural pathways. We want to change the the habitual brain, the conditioned yeah. brain. And, and, you know, now we know that, well, if all I am is a result of my conditioning, then, wow, how can I recondition myself? And, you know, what we understand now about meditation and mindfulness is that when we go into that focused state, we actually change those neural pathways of our brain. Oh my gosh, it's so amazing. It is so amazing. It's so amazing and empowering because it's kind of access to all of us. Yes. And it's like we have the power to change. Like if we don't like where we are, we don't like what's happening, like what what we're the path we're going, we can do all these things to change it and not even just change it, but like make it extra amazing and like become the best versions that, that we could ever possibly imagine to be. Exactly. Exactly. I always say to my clients, like you wouldn't sit through a really bad movie. You'd kind of stop and change the channel. Right. (laughs) I love that. That is a great analogy. I love that. Um, I so, hate boring movies. Exactly. <laughs> Time to walk out. Walk yes, out of your own movie. That's brilliant. So, Shireen, I would love to hear about your own meditation mm. practice. Like, what do you do of a day? Oh, I love it. Look, for me, meditation saved my life. So, I've had moments when I've spent the day meditating when wow. I had the luxury of that time. Yeah. Um, and I suppose right now I've got um, three children that vary from the age of 17 all the way down to two. Oh, my so so um my time is really in the morning the early mornings where everything's quiet and there's no one around me and I love just meditating as the sun comes up um I'm very much into yoga Bikram yoga specifically so that's also a very powerful kind of meditative space for myself um but what I really teach is meditating as you wake up in the morning. So for me, it's as I feel myself waking up, it's really just taking a couple minutes. And really that's all it takes um, of just intentionally clicking yourself into place, intentionally becoming aware rather than jumping out of bed and just going into kind of default automatic pilot mode. Wow. So how do you do that? Like, is it all about like, do you focus on like, just your body or like be like feeling certain things like the blankets or like, I would love you to tell us about that more specifically. Um, well, the first thing I do is connect with my breath. Mm. Um, that's kind of like, I'm alive. (laughs) I'm breathing. (laughs) And, um, and just spend a couple moments just breathing, feeling my breath and allowing my breath to move through my body and just awaken my body. I'll become then aware of sensations in my body. So whether that is, you know, the, the sheets on my body, the bed, the connection between me and the, my bed, um, and, and just feeling those sensations. So again, just connecting with my body. Uh, one of my favorite meditations instantly is to go into a space of gratitude. So I'll start focusing on, um, what I am most grateful for today, mm-hmm. um, or I'll set an intention for my day. Mm-hmm. So it may be like I have 
a word of the week, for example, is, is a game I like to play. So I may just kind of <laughs> focus on like this week, my word was discipline. So I may just kind of focus on that word. I'll visualize myself in a space of discipline or whatever that word is for the week um, or my intention for the day. So that visualization is really programming my nervous system and programming my body into that state. Um, and it's almost like if I'm visualizing it, then it's like I'm creating it twice, one in my mind and then one in reality. So when I get to the day, it's like, oh, yeah, I've done this before. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we did this this morning. Piece of cake. Yeah, <laughs> so true. So, Shireen, I'd love you to talk about stress. I mean, we all know that stress has become like, you know, this number one cause of all these horrible diseases and sicknesses. So obviously meditation and mindfulness plays a part in us dealing with stressful moments and thoughts in a better way but what else like do you have like a particular tool or like a a thing you do when a stressful moment occurs oh absolutely and you know unfortunately most of us just get stuck in stress and the the chemicals the the adrenaline the cortisol that's what just becomes toxic in the body um so my favorite technique is what I call stop. (laughs) And stop stands for stop, think, observe, proceed. Wow. I love it. That's brilliant. (laughs) And it literally, so in that moment when I feel myself triggered, rather than just reacting instantly to whatever it is that's stressing me out, I kind of create a bit of a gap between the trigger and my response. Mm. And it's just a matter of kind of like stop, press the pause button, take a step back, just breathe, observe what's going on here. What's this really about? What are my feelings? What are are these feelings really about? What's happening inside of me? So that whole internal reflection program uh, process just allows me to kind of self-manage and self-soothe myself. And then in that moment, when I realize what it exactly is I'm feeling and I can self-soothe that, then I can kind of respond to the situation at hand rather than just kind of mindlessly reacting and just being stressed and getting stuck in that process. So I'm forever challenging my thoughts is really what the key is in that moment. Mm -hmm. That is brilliant. So it was stop, pause, observe. No, you forgot the T. Oh, stop, think. <laughs> stop, think, observe, perceive. Proceed. Proceed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wait, <laughs> wait, 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 time. Stop, think, think observe, observe, proceed. You got it. Yes. We're going to remember that one now. Always, always going to remember. <laughs> so funny. And there's really fun ways that you can do this because I think the best thing about doing this work is really finding it like just being lighthearted with it and not taking it too seriously. So like, for example, you can just, you know, visualize a stop sign or snap Mm. your fingers or like some clients, I'll get them to wear a rubber band to remember to stop. Um, or like when I was teaching my son, this technique, he had such a brilliant idea and he said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to think of that vanilla ice song, you know, that stop collaborate and listen. Yeah. (laughs) 
actually sing that a lot, but yeah. I don't know why we sing well, it. Well, now we have a reason. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's brilliant. Wow. It may confuse you because now you have to stop and sing instead of stop and think. <laughs> yeah. Stop and sing. Maybe we can sing and think at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Too funny. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> So, Shireen, has there been anyone on your journey or right now on your journey that really inspires you and the work that you do? Oh, wow. So many people. Um, let's see. Um, I think my whole life I've really been inspired by Oprah and her, yeah. her energy. I went to see her last year that wow. she, when she was in, in Melbourne. Um, Marianne Williamson yeah. is a really also big mentor of mine. Um, Deepak Chopra. So Deepak Chopra, he was, his book was um, the first book I read when I was 19 and kind of went on to this journey. And I've always kind of felt that really connection to him because it was like, I feel like he kind of set me on my path (laughs) out of the darkness and into the light. Um, Anthony Robbins actually just watched his movie the other night, which was really great. I watched it too. Wasn't it amazing? Yeah, really great. Yeah. So good. Oh. And Marianne really Williamson, good. I just listened to an interview with her on Lewis Howes' podcast all about relationships. And oh, I, wow. And it was amazing. It was just like she had so many like just one-sentence lines where I was like, oh, my gosh, aha. Uh-huh. Like she's <laughs> just a very smart person. <laughs> yeah, the, the clarity and the yeah. articulation, I just love it. Yeah, absolutely love her work. Amazing. So cool. So with your business, tell us a bit about this and what's your vision for it? The vision for my business. So um, at the moment I'm doing mainly one-on-one life coaching Mm -hmm. um, and that's either done face-to-face or over the phone or on Skype. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm also doing uh, school programs called the, um, yeah, that's called the Resilience Toolbox. And that's, yeah. So again, it's kind of teaching kids the same principles that we're talking about. Um, the mindfulness principles to kind of lead to building resilience and optimism and focus and strength, um, which is really, really great. Um, working on the book, that's a really big part of it. And, um, launching, I also, um, run retreats. I've got a retreat here in Victoria coming up in August, which is great. That's, uh, mainly a woman's retreat. I mean, it's open to everyone. Um, and that's kind of like a self-care retreat where we do meditation and yoga, tai chi, and some really great self-development workshops throughout the weekend. So that's really great. Um, and, um, and also working on some online programs to take a lot of this kind of online, which is great. And of course, my, the meditation podcast has yeah. become a big part of my focus. <laughs> yeah, which is so, so cool. So on your podcast, do you actually guide people through meditations? Yeah, so that's just made up of guided meditations. At the moment, I'm doing that um, once a week. Mm. And um, and then I just load those on to um, – they come onto iTunes yeah. and SoundCloud and all of that. Oh, that's so good. Well, we're definitely going to put the links yeah. to all of that in the show notes, especially those guided meditations because yeah. I know so many people ask us, Where, what should I do with meditation? How do I start? And guided meditation – that was where we started with an app. So I'm so happy that we have yeah. someone else to point people to. Yeah, I love – I think I still use guided yeah, meditation. Yeah, there's so much power to it. Yeah. 
Absolutely. It's the, it's really the best way, the easiest way, especially yeah. if you're a beginner to meditation or if you're really stressed and you cannot silence that chatter, yes. the, the guided meditations are a really big help. Yeah. I'm really interested to know what your like diet and your lifestyle looks like because people that we talk to that are on this journey, they all seem to have almost a similar way of thinking about food so I'm always keen to ask what do you eat for breakfast (laughs) what do I eat for breakfast well I have to tell you I've really been on um, a a big cleansing because after I had my uh, my youngest Jai I kind of veered off path (laughs) during that pregnancy and kind of was like I'm getting myself back so my breakfast has been actually really routine I'm having my stewed fruit (laughs) which is really delicious and with my uh, cloves and cinnamon and um, and then I have this really yummy kind of quinoa brown rice cereal that I have with it with honey and that's been my breakfast it's really good and it actually keeps me full for quite a long time which is really good Cinnamon, that sounds like mm. a great mix. Yeah, yeah, it's really yummy and nice for winter as well to keep us warm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Are you tea or coffee? Um, or well, I, I actually was only drinking tea and then very re- – I actually went off coffee for about six years. Wow. Yeah, coffee and alcohol, which was really oh, huge. That, that was a really huge journey. I did a really big cleansing about uh, – six or seven years ago, I had a skin disorder and that took me into a really big food clearing. Um, and I decided to cut out alcohol and kind of, I mean, even now, I think the whole year I may have had three glasses of wines. I'm not a big drinker. I I introduced it again last year. Um, but three children led me back to Not in a big way though, because I can't. I can't. My body's too sensitive to yeah. handle those kind of stimulants. Totally. Um, but yeah, it was like for like six or so years, I had no alcohol, and it was completely life changing. Really life changing. And so no coffee, no alcohol at the same time. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was so interesting because it wasn't actually once I kind of got over that kind of physical kind of addiction, it was more of like a social addiction. Yeah. <laughs> now what do we do? Yeah. I think that's what it is. And when we, like, I mean, a lot of people in our Merrymaker Club, they talk about that. It's like, but I miss the social bit about going, going out to coffee and going out for a few yeah. drinks. And I totally get that because we both had quite a, we had like two years, I reckon, off alcohol. Yeah. And I think we recently had like six months of coffee, but we're back on coffee. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't quite do the six years, but six months, I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. And it's funny, especially like Australian culture is kind of like, yeah. you know, you don't drink. What's wrong with you? Can we trust you? Yeah. Like, you know. No, that is so it's true. so true. I remember when I first stopped drinking. I mean, like from when I was like teenager to early 20s, I drank like a typical teenage Australian teenager binge drinking like that's the culture yeah so when I stopped drinking everyone was like what are oh. you doing well like Emma like the old Emma would go out and get drunk every Friday and Saturday night and I'm like well you know what like I don't want to because I turn into a feral person and it's not very good for me <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> so having and- that break was the best thing ever And it's amazing what you learn about yourself because for me, alcohol was such a social mask that I could, you know, hide that social anxiety and, 
And, and when I didn't have that, it was like, well, now you've got to access that place within yourself. Wow. And that was so transformative. That's a bre- that is a brilliant way of like explaining the whole alcohol and situation. I think, and it's so true. And I think like we both did the same too. Like yeah. couldn't agree more that it's like, well, I don't have the alcohol to lose my inhibitions. So I just have to go out and be confident. And be confident. And talk to <laughs> Do you know what ended up being that people be like, "How you're a bit, you're a bit tipsy, you're a bit drunk," and I'm like, "Yeah, oh, I haven't had a drink." <laughs> and you can remember it the next day. Yeah, isn't that the funnest? Thing? And you don't have a nasty night. hangover. Oh. Yeah. yeah, we can and go it's cheaper. to yoga in the morning. <laughs> yes, <laughs> much cheaper. <laughs> yes, definitely. I used to say to the bartender, can you put a piece of lime and yeah. some mint and it will just look like a mojito? Oh, my yeah. gosh. It's such a good idea. Yes. Yes. So yeah. funny. Hot oh tips for all of our listeners. I love that so much. What about, um, I always like to ask about books that you've oh, yeah. read, like on your journey where you just, you look back and you're like, that book was amazing. Now, you talked about Deepak. That was the first book that you read. Um, what about any other books that you can recommend for our listeners? Um, oh my God, there's so many books at the top of my head and now I can't think of them. Um, well, again, Louise Hay, You Can Heal Your Life. Like that's one of my kind of go-to books. Um, Eckhart Tolle, uh, New Earth and Power of Now. I love his books. Um, the, the Alchemist for me was also really life-changing. Um, yeah, yeah. It's kind of one of those really simple ones that um, – and you know what? I, I, this book often comes up, and it was such a simple book written in the 90s called Who Moved the Cheese? It's like a, a book about change. I don't know if you – I haven't read it, and I've never heard of it. You'll probably – you can read it in like a day. I think it's only like 130 pages or something like that, and it's just a really lighthearted story about how we deal with change. and. As simple as that story was, it just also really, I often stop and reference, you know, like how am I dealing? Because change is something we kind of have to deal with on a daily basis, yeah. um, you know, just going into that uncertainty. Wow. So, I'm going to have to look that one up. Yeah, awesome. yeah. So that's a lot of fun. Yeah. So, Shireen, if there was three tips or three things that could get our listeners to meditate or to live more mindfully what would they be? Okay. So I think the first tip is to become aware of your thoughts because, you know, thought travels faster than the speed of light. So we sometimes don't realize what thoughts we have and, and, and how they're programming us. Mm. Um, so, you know, to spend, spend a day or even spend a week kind of journaling your your thoughts. And um, in particular, like the thoughts, like when you're stopped at a light, you know, what's the thoughts that are going through your head when you feel yourself getting emotional or reacting to a situation to stop? And what's that thought that I just had, you know, to really catch those thoughts. It's like you kind of catching butterflies in a net, you know, but because once we have that awareness, then the rest of the process can happen. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. Love yeah. So, Um, so yes, so one, becoming aware of the thoughts. Number two is 
to really, I suppose the next step would is probably about the ability to reframe those thoughts. And reframing is is a really big tool that I work with with my clients because it's all about perspective. It's all about the reality that we're choosing in that moment. So your ability to learn how to reframe and think, okay, you know, like I will have a negative thought and then I'll stop and say, really, are we having that story? Are we watching that movie again? You know, and then I'll, I'll ask myself, you know, what's a more empowering way that I can see the situation? What's an empowering way that I can handle this situation? So that ability to reframe just kind of snaps me into a new reality. And I suppose the, um, the third step I think would be to remember to breathe. (laughs) Just that breath connection, because even just stopping, um, there's a meditation on my podcast, which is literally a two minute breathing exercise, which just in two minutes, you completely change your state that you're in. Yeah. There's so much power to the breath. Like just even as you were talking, I took a deep breath and I was like, I feel so relaxed. (laughs) It's so crazy when you actually stop and think about it. Like sometimes you're holding your breath and you're like, what was I doing? Like, why was I doing that? So wow, such good advice. And this podcast interview has been amazing. So thank you so, so much for sharing all of your knowledge and your advice and your stories with us, Shireen. They've been just epic. I'm super excited about it. So before we get to our very last question, I would love you to share where everybody can find more information about you and what it is that you do. So please visit my website, which is www.bubetrue.com.au, or you can come uh, play with me on Facebook, which is bubetrue online. Um, you can ple- you can also find my podcast, which is called Peace in My Pocket on the podcast show. Such and a uh, yeah, <laughs> thank you. And um, yeah, that's probably the best way to, uh, to, to connect, which would be great. Awesome. And we're going to put all the links to all of the, those websites and pages that Shireen mentioned in the show notes. So make sure you do check it out. Yes. And Shireen, the last question is, what is the one mantra you're living by right at this moment? Okay, well, I hope the language is not going to be too offensive for everybody. But like you said, like it's been about bravery and courage. So my mantra is happiness is not for chicken shits. Happiness takes a lot of courage and a lot of strength to really make the choices to make yourself happy. So that's happiness is not for chicken shits is my mantra. I, I- chicken shit it's so good happiness oh. is not for chicken shit i freaking love that so bad it's so good oh. and like it's funny and it just is just like yeah and it's like <laughs> it's like celebrating happiness and it's like yeah you are brave you are doing good things if you're being happy and focusing on positive stuff and <laughs> and making changes oh, i love it <laughs> <laughs> Great. You can borrow it. Yeah, we will. We'll quote you on it. <laughs> oh, we want to thank you again, Shireen, for spending this half an hour with us. It has been such a pleasure and we're super grateful. Thank you so much for having me. All my 
my gosh, how amazing is Shireen? That was seriously one of the best episodes ever. I think I say that all the time, but seriously, it really was one of the best episodes ever. If you loved it too, we would so love you to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It would mean the world because it means that our ratings get up. It means that more people find the podcast. It means that we reach more people and it just makes us super duper happy and we are so super grateful. Yay! Hope you have the best day in the whole entire world. We are sending you so many merry vibes. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.